Hello, and welcome to Frock Flicks, the historical movie costume podcast. And I'm here, your host, Tristan L. Bass, with one half of our original Broadway recording cast. Kendra Van Cleave. And we're on episode, what? Six. Six of Downton Abbey, the final season. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So we're back, and we didn't... Uh, I have to say, we're, I'm a little disappointed we didn't start off with, like, spurting blood and, and surgery yeah, with, and, and stuff. The problem is, is our, our expectations have been so raised by the last episode. <laughs> I I thought for everything from now on, it's just going to be a disappointment because there's no blood spurting covering entire dinner parties of fancily dressed people. I know. I mean, once you get that peak, it's just, it is, I guess we are rolling downhill to the final, final of be- the final. Because even projectile vomiting at this point would be... Less exciting. I know. We're, we we need fire. Maybe the whole Abbey has to go up in fi- flames. I mean, it's still not as good as, no. as Grantham spitting blood on his wife. But yeah, anyway. That was pretty epic. So um, all we get is to, to see the Earl in bed, propped up with pillows, grumping a little bit. Um, but so, on the mend. But on the mend. Yes. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be disappointed about that. But no, well, of course. Okay. We, don't, we don't want the Earl to die. I guess no. we like him. He, but, nice. you know. But it would have been... Interesting? I, I don't know. Oh. Uh, so let's see. What do we have in this episode? We have um, a lot of costume rewears, which is appropriate and normal and all that. Just right. gives us a little less to talk about. Um, we have the Abbey being open for visitors, and we that's foreshadowed by some uh, at the very beginning with some flyers and, and um, people talking about it in town. And um, some more love life action for the two girls. And maybe for Isabel. And yes. A little, yeah, a little hint a little of hint. a thaw. We'll see. And then, it, and then some more tr- drama about the fucking hospital saga. Yes. <sighs> Jesus. And Barrow being sensitive. Yeah. Barrow just needs a hug. He just needs no, a hug. Nobody in this family understands him. Oh, poor boy. So where do we want to start? Uh, I always like talking by character. Okay. So who do you want to start with? Mary. 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 Uh, Lady Mary. She was in yet another white blouse, but this one I thought was cute with the short sleeves. But the fit was still hitting at not necessarily the best spot on her body, and yeah. it was very boxy. Again, you know, it's it was not as bad as the previous ones, but it's really it's not the best look for her. Daywear is not her strong suit on this show. It, I don't think it ever has been, unless it's the Tweety suits. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting to try to figure out what what it is about her character. And the more I think about it, it's like uh, I mean, I think it just kind of shows her her kind of stick up the buttness, you know, and yeah. her sort of. I mean, part of it, you know, in sort of her armor, you know, about emotional armor. But, yeah, I mean, I just think she dresses like someone's grandmother while still being in the 20s. And granted, part of it is I'm interpreting, you know, pearls and a white blouse and all that is as an older style. But I just think, I think it's sort of partially her, her armor um, and her very... Yeah, I mean, I guess that fits in that she is the most... Of the daughters, especially. She's the most connected to the Abbey, to the old ways, and tying into something that they say when after they've had the, um, the very end of the, the episode, after they've had the um, opening and, and, uh, and the tours, um, they're having a discussion about what this means and uh, should they, I guess Tom 
says um, they should, you know, maybe we should do this all the time. And there's a lot of back and forth about that, whether A, you know, it's a good income, but B, you know, we're going to be animals in a zoo. And um, Edith says, well, isn't it kind of, you know, telling that people would line up and, and look at us, you know, maybe, maybe not, we're not just animals in the zoo, but we're, we're kind of a freak show. And Mary's like, no, no, we're not that. We're perfectly fine. This is, there's nothing wrong with this. How dare you? Me and, and, and Master George will be just fine here. We're, we, how dare you accuse us of, blah, blah, blah. And, it, and it's, it's funny because, yeah, obviously, us as modern people are looking at this and going, yes, you are the old guard. You are animals in a zoo. You're a freak show and your way is out uh, on the moat out. But then her, the way she's dressing, particularly with the day wear, is that kind of old fashioned, you know, she's a young woman, but she's also hearkening back to, you know, she's not the dowager countess in literally in Edwardian clothes, but she is wearing a little frumpy blouse and the pearls and because I'm old school I'm clinging to the past I think it's that and I also just think it's she's the one that's the the prickliest the one that's the the sort of least able to you know be um uh uh oh, the, what's the word to be, be vulnerable yeah um you know and I think a, a lot of a lot of that and also very sort of self-contained yeah 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 but, as always, evening wear knocked it out of the park. Uh, so, partially, first we have to talk about the, the plot device. So, she wants to go see Henry Talbot, Mr. Race Car and Oral Sex. Uh, but she has this, some elaborate thing of going out to dinner with Evelyn Napier, one of her earlier suitors, I think. Anyway, um, and surprising him, but then also very like, oh, no, I didn't come here to see you at all. Um, and he's clearly very into her uh and i don't know i just i love how she can't admit to herself no. that she's into him because even you know towards the end she's considering and the whether she should go watch him race cars and she's talking to branson and and he's like oh you might be into this guy and she's like no no i just think i need to get past this this issue with cars her car phobia or something it's like oh come on you want <laughs> you want the race cars and the oral sex admitted yep and so she does go to this dinner. She's wearing a very stunning, uh, of course, on her, um, and a little fashion-forward green and, was it gold or Yeah, green it was sort of sea green, yes. silk charmeuse, very uh, bias cut and fitted. Uh, no, longer lengths yeah. in this particular, in this episode, in all of the evening wear. Um, and Tristan was saying it looked a little 30s to her. Yeah. But so, and then it had a gold overlay. And what I thought was interesting was it was so much Edith's colors. Yeah. But yet again, I mean, I really want to know if there's a color that, that uh, Mary, a.k.a. the actress who plays her, yeah. is there a color she looks bad in? Because so far I haven't found one. I know it's. Uh, she looked great in yeah. it, um, and though, then, then a gold bandeau. Yeah, and I'll say the gold bandeau um, from a distance and some of some fo- soft focus things it looked great, but in some of the close ups when they're um, eventually kissing, uh, it looked like um, a Christmas ribbon with wire, 
wired edges from Michael's or something. Right. Um, so, What's hilarious is probably like <laughs> antique or something. Yeah. But yeah. But because at first I was like, no, it looks great because it was out of focus. I'm like, look at that burnished gold, and then boom, it's in focus. Oh yeah. Okay, I see what yeah. you mean. <laughs> so you'll you'll see yeah. the screenshots. What 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 I'm talking about? It's like yeah. oh, maybe, but yeah, it is probably antique and stuff. But it also kind of looks like a little stuff you get on a roll for 99 cents at Michael's. Yeah. Uh, but the gown was stunning. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And they have some really good back shots as she's walking up to the dinner, and 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 then she also had a a, a shawl or an or evening cape, cape kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, evening cape with with just you know fringe and fluttery hems. Um, as as she and Henry are, are walking walking around um, after dinner, right? It's just it's a beautiful beautiful outfit. It's really yeah. elegant on her, absolutely. Yeah. And again, yeah. I mean, just anything you put Mary in the evening, and and yeah, yeah. she smokes everybody. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I want to say that there was another evening where she was wearing maybe something that was really dark red and glittery, but the only other outfit I really remember was the evening, uh, it was a black evening dress, and what I liked was that it had a, a low V in the back, and yes. she was wearing a necklace, um, sort of not backwards, but backwards, where it was just sort of right across the throat in front, but then uh, hung down into a V and then had a, a dangling piece in back uh all going down you know going down her back and that's just so elegant yeah and of course the v mirrored the v back of the gown and and there was again another beautiful back shot from the dinner where you saw all of that and it just captured it perfectly gorgeous yeah 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 all right, and so, uh, so yeah, so it obviously. Uh, oh, and and speaking of uh, uh, their little relationship, uh, Henry made the little joke slip. Well, not all the race car drivers' wives watch the races. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I just—I mean—but he's just being genuine. He's like, "Oh yeah, I like you," and so you know that—that that could be something you're thinking about. Is <laughs> if we get, you know, if we get together and this progresses, and she's like, oh, "Wives," you know, and again, just her, you know, I—I I know she's trying to, she's not fully ready to herself to admit that she's ready to move on from dear Matthew, but, but yeah. she is clearly is, and this guy is so fucking hot that I just it kills me that she's in any way resisting anything because oh my god oh my god I just I can't and we've only got this is six seven eight eight more uh, two more episodes in the Christmas special so come on come on get it on but they did kiss they kissed there wasn't any tongue though which disappointed me one kiss in an an alley oh that was good I like that it was good but there needs to be more and then her whole, we'll get into Edith in a second, but her whole reaction to Edith. So I was hoping at the end of the last episode where obviously a light bulb turned on about Mar- suspicions about Marigold, that maybe it would be a chance for Mary to sort of reflect that, oh, hey, I've been a mega bitch this whole time and, and maybe I should be more aware of what goes on with other people and be more sympathetic and, and blah, blah, blah. But no, no, it seems like she is totally taking it as my whore sister you know, getting knocked up and blah, blah. And so now she's fishing around trying to get someone like Branson or Anna to confirm that Marigold is actually uh, um, Edith's biological daughter. And too bad because yet again, you know, there's a chance for you to maybe figure out, Mary, that you don't have every, you know, that you're not perfect and and maybe to think a little bit outside yourself, but no, we're yeah. just going to let that opportunity sail on by. Mary, who was just lucky that she didn't get knocked up by Pamuk, who she killed. Right. And or, ha- you know. Or Hotel Boy. Yeah. 
Well, she yes. had the rubber that time. Oh, no, diaphragm. Or the diaphragm, whatever But yes. Well, the, the, as we all know, diaphragms aren't perfect. Yeah, anyway, yeah, perfect, no, Especially totally. in that era, because, Jesus, God. Yeah, who knows what it was made from. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, she couldn't get knocked up by Pamuk because she had to have the little special trick to get even get knocked oh, right. up for Master George. Whatever, but the point yeah. is, to, point to is, act like, you know. that's what's weird about it, is to act like, you know, what, is she not? Just because her sister had premarital sex and wasn't as lucky. Right. As it's like she's acting like, like, uh, Edith Sahor, maybe, for, for shagging a guy that she was engaged to basically yeah you know but it's like you've who done... left her all this stuff right you know? but you've done the same thing so i don't understand where her where her snarkiness is coming from other than it's just her and edith and they just don't get they along just, she's just always gonna be a bitch about edith yeah and oh yeah there was this um before uh mary and tom went off to london you know edith she made there was a oh, this whole series of snaps back in between yes uh, Mary and Edith and you know Edith was just like well yeah and Tom was like what's wrong between you two and you know Edith was like well I'll be as happy for her as she'd be for me I mean yeah. because no she's Mary's never going to be happy for Edith because Mary's a bitch yes and and as someone who uh, has a sometimes fraught relationship with my sister. Hi, mom. Uh, my mom <laughs> listens to these now, which I think is super cute. So shout out to mom. Uh, I understand part of me wants to say that, you know, I'm sure if Mary were nice to Edith, Edith would, you know, welcome that. But then I also know that, you know, no one's perfect. I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have siblings. Thank God. Jesus. Drown them. All right. So yeah. then Edith, uh, her main thing was uh, that her beau came to visit? Yes, yeah. Oh, and she was wearing a really cute outfit with a sweater, which had oh, a little, when she picked him up. Yeah, when she picked him up, she had this beautiful coat and then a sweater. It was all very, it was very matchy matchy, which I like. I like matchy. Yeah, well, this is still the era of yeah. you know your coat coordinating with your outfit. But and, so it was blue, but then there were touches of purple, like on the collar. Yeah, and a things re- like that. Reverse on the collar. It was very cute. Um, and so her her dude came to dinner at Downton. And he looked quite nice um, in his was. tux he or was, whatever, his yeah. evening wear. Yeah, he he nice. cleaned up very nice. And he just, he seems like a really nice guy. And, and I'm happy for Edith to yeah. finally, I mean, because she's great and she's lovely and, yeah. you know, and she deserves happiness. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's it, it's been interesting to watch them dangle, you know, yeah. ha- uh, romantic happiness in front of her multiple times and yank it away. Know, really. But, you know, at some point you just want poor thing to be happy yeah. and yeah they walked in and and saw the the kids sleeping including marigold and 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 her her fella said something sweet uh, about marigold and and you're all like oh oh you know. see he's a good egg yeah yeah. And, you know. yeah um i mean and he is clearly he is uh driving hard to the hoop let's yes, put it that way that's... he is he is like, in what way do you need me to show you that I am marriage material? That's right. Do you uh, see how I am perfect at all of these things? Yes. Oh, and and the the Earl and Cora had a little convo. Yes. In bed, in bed about you know about everybody's prospects, basically. Yeah, they're worried that um, he's just an estate agent in Northumberland, and I thought it was really sweet that uh, that. It's Robert, right? Yeah, Robert. We should, I know, we keep we forgetting not, his name. We keep name. forgetting his name. I know, we're so dorks. Anyway, I thought it was really sweet that he was like, you know, if Edith loves him, then he's absolutely perfect in my book. But maybe we shouldn't encourage it. 
<laughs> so at first I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. All right. But, you know, I, I'm sure they will quickly come yes. around and, and you know, I'm sure some... They seemed a little cool on um, Talbot, too. Like, well, he's a gentleman, but what's with this car stuff, you know? Well, and also he's not as rich and as titled yes. as Mary or whatever. And, yes. Well, and he'll never be as rich as Tyler. And I know that, you know, of course, class consciousness is huge in this era and, and you know, there's still many lingering effects of it in the UK in a way that we don't experience well, in our lives and all of that. But yeah. it just seems like such a subtle gradation. It's like, yeah. look, he's hot. He's tall. He's nice. He's into her. Uh, he's got money. He clearly, I'm sorry, but I know he's going to be good in bed. And what are we complaining about here, people? <laughs> you know? She's not running off with the chauffeur. And yeah. hey, he turned out pretty good. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, wondering any other outfits that Edith wore that were particularly nice? Um, she did, was it? I can't remember what she wore at dinner. Couple of sparkly evening. As I, and now I can't remember, but I want to say I was surprised. I remember being surprised in I think it was her last dinner dress because oh, it was it long. was kind of well the, the extra, oh so, extra long so there velvet. was a really nice one that was blue and it had two layers yeah. and it was like um it might have been an embroidered um, a little bit, but uh, maybe more of like a, a thin silk mm-hmm. uh, layer that kind of mm-hmm. went down past the hip that was over like a light velvet mm-hmm. layer that went down near to the ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one was gorgeous. But then there was one before that that was kind of in her mom's colors and that kind of like beigey mauve color. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that that was surprising for Edith, who usually mm-hmm. is wearing, you know, interesting colors and yeah. all that, but clearly she wasn't the focus of the scene, maybe, right. so they wanted her to, yeah, to fade little. a little bit. Um, I'll tell you, tell you whose uh, costumes kind of made me, you know, like, oh, uh, this episode was Isabel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, she's, you know, clearly she's of the older generation, um, well, you know, the grandparents' generation, so the older, older. Um, and she's while she's never been Edwardian like the Dowager, she's also never been you know as fashionable as Cora, and certainly not as the younger ladies. But this particular episode, she had a lot of little nice details mm-hmm. that showed you know she was up to date and you know she was kind of there embroidery. And I also felt like a little more lip color than usual. Maybe. Like I know I don't think she normally goes without, but yeah, and and some cranberry yeah, colors some- and and you know obviously now that the. the uh, the love interests, uh, soon to be daughter in law has turned up to try to yeah. like thaw the relationship with the whatever yeah. guy's Lord son, etc. Yes. Okay. Anyways, oh I think it's it's a hint of her thawing. Yeah, um, although she clearly it seems a little freaked out by yeah. oh shit, my my really good excuse is about to go away. <laughs> Damn, I might have to like <laughs> you know yeah they're they're gonna tie that one up i yeah. can tell it's just they're just forcing that one yeah the, the daughter-in-law had a really cute dress too. she had two different really she, cute yes. dresses so. the, the first one when they were having tea or whatever right um they're in indoors right um it was this kind of peachy uh pale color with these really interesting little inserts mm-hmm. um, embroidered oh, yeah yeah these they in, were embroidered yeah the inserts just all over the dress mm-hmm. and that was a really nice nice look and now i don't remember what she wore to the open house mm-hmm. but whatever she wore i remember liking yeah yeah I don't remember so yeah but yeah so she's gonna be you know pushing the envelope there absolutely and then obviously so robert's in bed uh getting better but then now there's this whole thing where they want core the hospital wants core to take over as president from granny uh the dowager countess and so there was lots of back and forth about that and i remember core having one or two hats that we liked 
Yes. Oh, well, okay, the first, when she first learns of this oh, information. Oh, yeah. That hat was great. The brim was really great where it was, it was, I want to say maybe five inches-ish yeah. um, and straight up on one side, but then swooping yes. down on the other side. And, and then it had some really great ribbon yeah. on it. It was really cute. And it was with this uh, tunic dress that the insert, center insert, had this beautiful print. It was very period. It was very weird. You know, kind of modern eye weird, but it was yeah. very period. Yeah, and and I really appreciated art, arts and crafts. Look yeah, kind of yeah, thing. I appreciated that it 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 suited. It just really suited. Um, it's one of those things you you just have to accept that it works for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked because it, it was it was striking. And again, with the hat to it, it made a good ensemble combination. Uh, and of course, the whole setting up, you know, Cora versus the Dowager. Uh, you know that's going to be you know yeah. an, an excuse for Maggie Smith to go all apoplectic op- op- and. Um, but really quick before that, we were howling when uh, when she asks uh, Robert for his advice, and he's basically poo-pooing this. Is well, you don't want to do that. You don't need to do oh, yeah. that. Uh, and and she's like, I'm not that old. And I was like, Honey, that's sexism, not ageism. Exactly. Like, get your discrimination right. Like, yeah. he's poo-pooing this because you're the little lady, not because you're older. Yeah. You don't need it to work. Working's yes. for men. Yeah. So you don't want to. You know, and I know, of course, he has great respect for her and all of that. It's mm. just he's a product of the time. Yeah. Speaking of product of the time, uh, Carson. Oh. Mrs. Hughes needs to take a frying oh. pan and beat the crap out of oh. him. Because the second he had opened his mouth about anything, I would have been like, oh, well, fine. Well, you make the bed. You cook the food. You whatever. Jesus. And of course, clearly, she's letting things slide. And there will at some point be a great reckoning. But the shit she's letting him get away with. Ugh. Wow. We've had two, is it two or three episodes now of, I guess two, of him pulling this shit. Like, okay. Like, she, we, her, her her services are not up to snuff. Like, oh, I thought you married her because you loved her. I didn't realize you hired her to, like, be your housekeeper. Ugh. Except that she's not good enough, so let's call in one of the chambermaids. Let's yes. call in one of the... The house boys. Let's let's get Mrs. Pattinson to teach you how to cook. Like, okay, dude, shut the fuck up. She, he he needs to go down with a beating like oh, nobody's business. Dude, can't and even. And I know it will come, but it's killing me to wait. I for know. It. I know. Really. Why? Why yeah. do you get married? Why? Yeah. Why? What's what's the? I don't. I don't, well, I don't you, understand. I don't. You know. know the, the, we're not seeing maybe the part of the the relationship that he wanted to get married. For, yeah. Well, thankfully. she better not be stooping him because you know. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, He'd be sleeping on the couch. Yeah. At a minimum with a with an ice pack. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, turn the pack air, on air his, conditioning on, a, on. on his on his sack tapped nad, <laughs> dude. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. Can't totally. Um, and then Anna and Bates, she's still uh, knocked up, and, and they're very just slightly starting to communicate. Tiny, and a little bit, just a little bit, and he's actually saying, "Oh, you have to, you need to talk to me." And and Shannon, and of course, although he's cottage. the poster child for that. I mean, he yeah. was the first one to spare her everything. <sighs> but I don't know. Maybe he went to a little therapy and figured a few things out. Yeah, maybe they maybe they taught him something in prison. Yeah, yeah maybe. It was maybe. all those cold showers together with men. Totally. Uh, Speaking of which, cold showers with men. Yes, uh, Barrow. 
Um, yeah, he's, he's got caught twice talking with the, uh... Alone. Uh, alone with the... Well, Andrew. Andrew. I finally his caught his name. Yes, this with the other footman. The footman, yes. So both uh, Mrs. Pattinson and... Pat Moore. Pat Moore. I don't know what I'm... You keep what calling I'm, her the Mrs. Keep, Pattinson. I don't know why. Makes me think of Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. You Twilight things rubbing off of me. Yeah, sorry, I'm a bad influence. Um, So she overheard them talking about getting together later on in my room or your room. Where the light's better. Yes. And then (laughs) Mr. Carson, late at night, caught Andrew leaving... Barrow's room to borrow, quote, a book that's that, he, what, that he didn't have on him. That's what they're calling it these yeah. days. So uh, Carson uh, took took Barrow to task for uh, corrupting a minor. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I love that also that, like, maybe you should also talk to Andrew about it. And also, and of course, I mean, you know, I get what Barrow's peeved about. Everyone's just assuming, yeah. you know, first off, they're assuming that they're doing anything. And secondly, that he's like some rapist who's, you know, out there trying to he's, take advantage or whatever. Seducer. When he's actually like just doing a nice thing yeah. for once. But, uh, but he, you know, he, he does have a, he has a past. Everybody knows that he's a little asshole. He's a shit. He's done. Sure. He's, yeah, he done, done it to he's, himself. He's pulled all kinds of things over everybody. So, of course, everybody thinks he's doing something bad. And, yeah. you know. And then there's part of me that feels sorry for him. And then I remember what a jerk he's been. Yeah. And I think, yeah, well, Whatever. that's what happens. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, it sucks for, you know, gay representation in historical drama beca- that we have to have the the one gay character drawn as an asshole who gets who paints himself into shitty corners although i do think it was interesting i mean first off i think everybody when he when it came out uh everybody was very understanding about it in a way that was even more uh understanding than i think they would have been in the period but at the same time pointed to i loved when robert was like oh yeah you know when i was in school you know (laughs) we all did that yeah exactly so also pointing to the fact that you know right yeah that that there was there were more fluid understandings of some of these things it's true um well i I also feel like it humanized him some because it kind of maybe explained some of his baggage but that is also one of the tropes in gay fiction of you know Anytime a character is gay, it means they're going to be nasty because this is their clo- the closet has driven them to be nasty towards others. Well, then they're going to suffer and die. And, yeah, and they're suffer and die. And he's already done the suffering and trying to convert himself, or you know, unconvert himself, or whatever that it's his his own conversion therapy that didn't work. Oh right, and then, that was horrible. Yeah, and so you know, it's old. Yeah, it's a whole thing where. And it, I think in some ways it is a reflection of our current society. I mean, I think we're, people are obviously way mellowing out, and yet it's still that, well, we're okay with you being gay so long as you don't actually do anything about it. It's like yeah. the whole Catholic Church. Yeah. Like, okay, well, maybe it's okay to be gay, just but you can't actually have any romantic relationships or yeah. have sex or anything. Yeah, you can't have a satisfied, happy life, but no. yeah, it's fine if you're gay. Yeah, That's just fine. in theory, yeah. 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 Theoretical yeah. gay is okay. Yes. But... <laughs> But active, you know, and satisfied and happy gay. Oh, yes. no. that's a step too far. That's, that's a problem. So, yeah, I'm, you know, not yeah. saying that anyone would necessarily be positive and happily gay in this period. But then again, I mean, okay, read Maurice by um, E.M. Forster. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's plausible. It's what? a plausible, sure. happy gay Well, and look story. at all of the, this is a prime era of, 
people shacking up together. I mean, God, you look at the 1920s in New York and most yeah. of the, the big Hollywood actors, like, think of Cary Grant. I mean, he, oh, yeah, he okay. had he okay. had a well, gay relationship well, yeah, and back in the them, 20s, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and there was, you know, and of course it depended on your, your scene and all yeah. of that. But, and how much power you had. Sure, and, and how out you were about yeah. it, but yeah. there certainly, there have been gay yeah. people since well, the of, beginning. Of course. Of and, time. you know, there's different traditions, too, and, you know, like the Bostonian marriages in the late um, 18, in late, late 19th century, uh, which was, you know, women who shacked up together and were usually considered spinsters, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we're, we're just you know, lesbian couples. So, I mean, there's a lot of history of successful or semi-successful um, satisfied gay pairings and, and, and gay lives. Right. Um, and so it is possible, and it doesn't have to be just the cliche of closet makes you insane and, and a nasty person. Right. Um, but this is pretty much that cliche. So, right. you know, I mean, he gets what he gets because that's how they painted him. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. one last thing, speaking of unsatisfied, Daisy's out there cock-blocking Mrs. Patmore oh. right and left. Clearly, she and, oh God, what's the guy? Uh, Mr. Mr. O'Malley? Mr. Mr. Oh, it's with an M. I'm thinking Mosley, but that's obviously not the right one. Whatever. Mr. The, the dead husband's... Her father-in-law. D- yes, her father-in-law. She just can't understand why he would want to be friends, let alone anything else with anyone else. And of course he likes Mrs. Patmore and she likes him and who knows if that's going to be something more or not, but she's just being such a snot about it. Yeah. And someone just needs to sit her down and say, get over yourself. Really? And that would be a perfectly appropriate pairing. They're of the same age, you know, same essentially class level, um, similar experiences and backgrounds. And, you know, he would get to eat like nobody's business. And Carson would be crying because <laughs> whatever his name is would be getting such good food That's all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I do remember in the, the one scene that was at his house that what, now I can't remember exactly what she was wearing, but that Daisy was wearing yet another oh. fabulous twenties outfit. And yeah. she is just, it's funny because, uh, there's all these sort of, you know, you always have kind of your vision of the, the, ideal figure and look for a particular era. But I think Daisy is the perfect for the twenties more so than the sort of boyish look or whatever, because she's just, she's really delicate featured Mm -hmm. and very slender. And so she can carry off these things that might be a little more tailored or whatever. Um, be- because she doesn't look right. masculine in them, right? And, and and it was again, it was another one of those peachy colors, and it was and it was another plaid with um using the plaid in different in two different directions. Mm-hmm. It might be a rewear of the one from last from the last I episode. Think we'll it have was to check. I think, it seemed a yeah. little different, but I, it seemed a little as different. always. She just looks so great, and she was wearing. You got a quick glimpse as she puts on a coat over it, but you know, it, it's one of those things that has a lot of details, but not so much that it looks fussy or beyond her. Or uh, what she could afford, yeah. and you know, yeah, and and a lot of self detail. So you know, it's the same fabric used in different ways, and right, yeah, it looks really great on her. I mean, they're just you know, and I think you know, obviously, all of the main servants are going to get some kind of jobs after the Abbey, or they're they're setting them up for something happening. That is interesting, though, because obviously the family. It's not like the family is being set up. To, like, leave Downton Abbey. But they seem to be setting up all the servants for 
leaving Downton Abbey. Yeah. So what's that all about? Well, you know, there was a conversation in this episode um, between Carson and Robert the Earl um, about, well, we, we've talked about economizing, but we really haven't done anything about it. Well, we got to get rid of the underbutler, so Thomas has to get the sack, essentially. Um, what about everyone else? Well, mumble, mumble, you know, we're down to however many housemaids or, and they live in the, they live in the village and we're down to They live to in the one. bushes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're down to, you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, while they really only talked about ditching Thomas, um. Clearly they've been losing staff that we don't know. That we don't. Seen. Yeah. And it, but they're also, the, the storylines are setting up, you know, Daisy's taking these tests and she's, she wants to GTFO. Uh, Mosley got an offer from the teacher to take some test for some amorphous, uh, teaching helper type job at the school. Um, uh, Obviously Carson and Hughes are going to retire. Pat Moore and she she has her little um, B&B basically that she's setting up in addition to shacking up. Right. They want to get rid of Barrow. So, you know, and Anna, the Bates is, or if Anna's pregnant, is she really going to be able to still work? Yeah. Especially in this era? Yeah. So. I mean, not unless someone else comes and takes care of the kids. Yeah. So, you know, who, who's left and. Andrew? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Andrew and, um, uh, uh, Baxter. Baxter. Yeah. Although Baxter, if she and Mosley shack up, then, you know. Yeah, I mean, it mostly is so sweet to Baxter. Really? I mean, come on. Can they hook up? They really have to. They're they're a cute little couple. Yeah. So. I want the nice people to go have be happy. Yeah. And the others can go sawed off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, one other thing that I thought was funny. Uh, the, um, since they open the house, they have all the tourists come through. And, of course... The family doesn't know shit about that. Oh, that was so funny. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Who, Why, wait, who, who's that in that painting? Why aren't there crests on the shields over the yeah. fireplace? I've never noticed that. I know. I don't know shit about my own, own house. Who are these people in this painting? Uh, who is this painting by? Uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, no, God, in the best line when Granny comes in all pissed off yes. and Mary is asking her about, and so who, what can, what can you say about the library? Oh, well, it was built by the fourth Earl. And, and what about him? Or he liked yes. to collect books. And did he collect anything else? Yes, horses and women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, <was> so funny. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah. You, I did think it was interesting, though, because, of course, this is pointing to what we think of these great houses today, which are, yeah. you know, places to go and tour. And and part of it is for the the history, and part of it is for the sort of art and architecture yeah. of them. Uh, and it's just interesting the whole oh we live in all of this, but we don't know anything about any yeah. of this stuff. Yeah, who is the architect? Well, he was so and so, and he built the Houses of Parliament, I, I think, think yeah. and and some other th- houses yeah. that were quite marvelous. I oh, I loved what was somebody? I think it was Edith said. You know, someone said, "Oh, and who are those people in those paintings?" And oh, well, they were. They were people who... Who lived of, of the time. And they yes. Were, they were quite... They were of the time. They were quite of the time. Yes. They were doing the things in the time of the time. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. It was too funny. Yes. They lived in the olden days. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in the olden times. And it's also just funny, of course, to myself as a history nerd. Yes. I mean, my God, that would be the first thing I would... The second I, you know, turned up, I'd be like, okay, who built it? When was it built? Yeah. Who lived here? What about this? What about that? You know, yeah. I would want to know everything. And yeah. of course, this is just their world. Totally. They don't so care. They're like, what? I don't know. I mean, Tristan, who built your fireplace? Yeah, some guy, you know. You know, before <laughs> I lived here and I don't really know. And yeah, 
that's a fireplace. Exactly. But I know what shit's on my walls. I mean, All it's right. a photo of me, yeah. and that's that. Those are pre-Raphaelite prints from a calendar that I bought and I cut apart. Yeah, but I'd mean, probably be different though if you had inherited this house from your great great grandparents and all the generations had left all of their shit here and it was just I would like... try to give it a thought I'd hope, you know? Because I like that Yeah, shit. I know, but we, we that's like the thing. That. We like that so, shit. And... and maybe we wouldn't if it was just always on our walls? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'd old, be old hat. Yeah, I. though there was a point in that little scene too where Mosley was like, but, but I know! Oh yeah, I know! Totally. Oh, ask where me, Cora ask was me. like, oh Oh, I never thought of this. Mosley was like, ah, but it's teacher, you know, pulling on Hermione Granger. Yeah, totally. Uh, that, that was me. Ooh, ooh, like, ooh, 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 I know, I know. Yeah. And, and then, of course, the little, also during the tour, the well, little kid, you know, kind of escapes yes. the tour, goes up to the, the Earl and's like, why do you live in such a big house? It's so weird. It was so <laughs> cute, too, when Car- uh, no, Mosley comes in after and it was like, do we need to, you know, and, and Robert's just like, yeah, he was a philosopher. Yeah, he wasn't a thief. He was a philosopher. That was philosopher. cute. So, yeah. Um, but that was I, I liked that whole scene because that those those scenes because they were they were really for us yeah uh, absolutely it, it was it was kind of nice because yeah. yeah we've if if you because clearly our audience is the same as us yes. you've all toured these houses yes you've all seen how the the fifth earl lived and and uh, you know decorated and bought these things you know from the Middle Ages through the right uh, the 19th and seen the, the fake and, duck in the kitchen yeah, and, yeah exactly and the crystal laid out just like how the the third Earl would have had it but it was yes. actually bought by the fourth Earl and, you know, <laughs> right, right uh, yeah. yeah so um let's see I guess well, that's that was the episodes that was yeah. six. Yep. Seven, eight. We're getting, we're closing we're in. Getting, yeah, we are counting down. Counting down. Dun, dun, dun. Who is going to shack up with who? That's right. That's the question. All right. All right. Well. we'll find out next time, maybe. That's right. So check the blog, frockflix.com. Follow us on Twitter at frockflix and check in on our Facebook page at frockflix. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And leave a review. That's right. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.